Storm Bowling Products, the bowler's company, presents the Collegiate Spotlight with Coach K. Storm's technical director, Steve Klimkin, also known as Coach K, and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce you to a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight is Nick Devlin. Nick bowls collegiately for Arizona State University. Nick, Tim Berg, and Coach K, Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. All right, thank you for having me. All right, Nick. Well, let's begin. You're bowling at Arizona State University. You're originally from Oregon. Let's talk about the choice of when you were in high school and how you made the choice to go down to ASU. So, uh, I actually wasn't until about middle school until I even heard about high school bowling, let alone college bowling. And then as I was kind of going through my high school bowling, my senior year in high school, I had started talking to some coaches through like junior gold and stuff like that. And I was in contact with uh, Jacob Butter and him and I talked a lot and uh, got me in contact with uh, Jordan Asperger, our coach, gave him a call and then set up a time to come down and visit in February, uh, 2015 came down, attended a practice. There were a couple of tournaments down here and then met with the team, loved it, loved the campus and, Next thing you know, I'm here in five months. What was the uh, what was the transition like? Uh, to, I mean, ASU—that's a huge, huge campus, right? I mean, tons of people. And and what's it you know what's it like uh, you know just transitioning from high school to college, and then trying to find time to uh, be a part of a sports team as well? It was definitely different. Uh, first of all, the weather between Oregon and Arizona are about as opposite as you can possibly get. Uh, I attended a community college for the first two years uh, back in Oregon. So I'm actually an academic junior, but a bowling freshman. And uh, so I was at a community college with about probably three, 4,000 people. And now I'm at a university with 90,000 plus people. It's definitely a little different when just big open walkways are completely full and classes of 300 plus people. It's just it's kind of insane, but, I knew what I was signing up for, but I love the campus, and everything just everything's worked out pretty well since I've been here. Well, for folks who are listening and don't know, ASU Bowling, you guys are a club sport, so you guys have to pay a yeah. lot of your own wages uh, to get places. You have to pay to you know to travel to the, these events back east and, and to your tournaments. So talk about that and what you guys are doing to help with those costs, because even just to bowl, you guys have to you know basically put up a, a bunch of money and then, like mm-hmm. I said, to get to these tournaments. So what, what are you guys doing to help defer some of those costs? So we do a little bit of fundraising ourselves. Uh, we actually just uh, got our eyes open to something through the school. Uh, it's called uh, Pitch Funder, kind of like Pitch Forks as our mascot. Uh, it's where it's kind of like a GoFundMe, but it's through the school. Uh, we actually just figured it or somebody was in contact with us yesterday, and I'm going to actually call uh, somebody I need to early, later today. But uh, potentially uh, we could get funding from whether it's past uh, alumni, uh, maybe th- uh, through different parts of the school. But uh, this will definitely, if it ends up panning out, this could help greatly in the future uh, with uh, what we're looking at in terms of what we're paying out of pocket. And the more bowlers we do get, uh, the better chance we do get funding from the school. So the more bowlers we have coming, the better. 
Yeah, fundraising definitely is important. It's definitely a challenge for a lot of teams out there, and and uh, it's important Absolutely. to keep uh, keep keep working hard to to get that money coming in so you can keep competing. Um, and, and you guys have had a pretty successful year so far, haven't you? Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, the season's been going really well. Uh, we have 11 bowlers on the team. None of us are seniors, so we have one whole year with everybody we have left on the team plus whoever we end up uh, getting for next year. Uh, first tournament we were in San Antonio, which is kind of a it was kind of a crazy tournament. Uh, the 13-hour drive plus a couple-hour time change. We didn't end up getting there till about five in the morning. That morning, the tournament started at eight, so a little bit crazy. Guys had school on uh, Friday afternoon, so we had to drive right after. But uh, we ended up winning there. Uh, we took second in our first one out west in uh fresno and then since then we've won five straight uh west coast tier two tournaments and wow. uh, everything's been going really well we had two of them this weekend in our home turf uh and it was pretty close weekend we it was the best two out of three after seven games of team games uh the top four made it to the match play we Ended up going to three games both times and needing marks in the ninth and tenth to win. Got them, and then uh, we only won by I think sixty pins total for seventeen games on Sunday. So, what do you attribute all that success so, to? I mean, do you have great camaraderie just kind of naturally built in, or is it the great coaching, or is everybody just bowling incredibly individually, or what do you what do you attribute that to? I was kind of surprised on how well we all clicked when we first met together. Uh, Russ and I had only met Russ, Matt, Zwieg, and I had only met like really got to know each other probably five months before I even moved down. And then Chase and I, we had bowled a couple tournaments together. We didn't know each other very well, but uh, but we knew of each other and stuff like that. And then Harley, I had known through bowling JBTs for a little bit. But when we all got down there and started practicing, we just kind of noticed how well we all started to click immediately. Like, since Chase and I have only known each other for about four or five months, but him and I have clicked really well, and him and I have become what I call one of my best friends. Uh, him and I get really good reads off of each other uh, while we're on the lanes. <clears throat> and then uh, Russ and uh, Matt get very good reads off the lanes from each other. And then we also have another lefty with Harley. His name's Chad. And they give each other pretty good reads as well. So we, it's like everybody on the team has somebody that they get the reads off of. So when one person is struggling, they can always look at somebody to see what they're doing, uh, especially when they're scoring, to see what to do to get their scores up. So it's just, in terms of chemistry, we built that really quickly, like way quicker than I even would have thought. And then uh, also having Jordan there, he's helped just tremendously with everybody getting us prepared from like a normal standard tournament to what a college tournament's like with uh, there's three freshmen, four freshmen on the uh, our standard team that we take for varsity and just getting us prepared for the tournaments is just crazy what he's done. Yeah, so talk about, I guess you mentioned earlier, you alluded to some of the travel challenges you guys have when you go back east. Talk about how you guys are able to Mentally, probably even more than physically, sometimes because you're all young, you know, young adults, to put that out of your mind and not not use that built-in excuse to say, "Well, it's only my body thinks it's five o'clock in the morning. What the heck am I supposed to be doing trying to bowl a competitive tournament?" 
Yeah, the tournaments back east, those were a little interesting. Uh, so we left the day after Christmas, and uh, that morning I woke up, threw up, I threw up four times, including once at the airport before a five-hour flight. And typically the trend that one of us gets sick on the way to the East Coast tournaments. So I was the one this year. And uh, it, was, it was crazy getting there. It was kind of nice just to have that one night. We got there probably five or six at night, but we had all night to kind of just sit there and do nothing, kind of just recover from long trips because we just got done in Vegas bowling a couple tier ones. Uh, I had gone home to see my parents instead of going for three days of Christmas. I went six days before Vegas, which was like the 18th or something. But it was going there. There's no excuses. Uh, we didn't have the best showing there. We still did decent. We on there was a tournament on Saturday, Sunday that game or that tournament. We shot 280 Baker our last game to jump from I think seventh to fourth, and then. Uh, on the next tournament, we were leading after three games, and then we all kind of lost our look, and we ended up finishing, I believe, eighth or ninth. So, I mean, out of 40 teams, I mean, we definitely didn't bowl our best, but still finishing in the top, say, 25%. Isn't necessarily what we like, but we'll take it with being how well we didn't bowl. But I'm not going to give an excuse that, oh, we traveled, that's why we didn't bowl well. It was just we didn't perform as well as we could of ourselves. Hey, question, question for you, Nick. What, do, is there anybody that you really idolized growing up, like you kind of modeled your game after or who you, you know, really like to like to watch or any kind of uh, coaching tips maybe from, from Jordan that he gives you and, and has you, you know, if your timing's off or to work on your release. Yeah. So, Growing up, I grew up at Milwaukee Bowl in Oregon, uh, so I grew up at Dave Houston's house. Wow. So I became really close with uh, Dave and Corey throughout the years, and everybody who also worked there. Um, I've basically been personal friends with everybody who's worked there in the past decade or so. And uh, so growing up there, I also watched a lot of tournaments. I didn't really start bowling a lot of competitive tournaments until I was probably a sophomore, junior in high school, which would have been around 2010-ish, uh, about five or six years of actually bowling tournaments around the area. But I remember my first year of bowling junior gold was when uh, Marshall Kent and Cameron Weir were in Vegas, and Gary Faulkner ended up winning. But I was there watching. Actually, Jacob Butzer made the top 16 that year also. And watching all of them, just kind of like, hey, like these guys from the Northwest are, I mean, they're top 1% or better making top 16 junior gold and then coming back home later and uh bowling we bowled a house shot tournament against marshall kent who went 300 over five games of qualifying and then a i ended up finishing second averaging 238 for 11 games i shot 250 my last game and lost by 25 six because he shot 270 and it's like i was seeing him like i felt like i bowled so well but i lost by 200 total pins hmm just, I had watched a lot of videos of Marshall uh, and a lot of guys, more local guys in the Northwest. Like you get like Eric Jensen, Jason Trees. And before I moved, uh, I'm not sure if you guys would necessarily recognize the name, but uh, Nick McMahon had been my coach. He'd been, he bowled a little bit on the tour in the 70s. And uh, he's currently coaching a high school team down there uh, or up in Oregon. But he has helped me uh, very closely uh, the last few years. He went to junior gold with me just this past year and, uh, 
in Chicago and it helped me the previous couple years in junior gold. Well, and speaking of coaches, so, I mean, we mentioned Jordan Nasberg, the bowling coach there. You got Michael Huggin Jr., who helps with the program. Mm-hmm. Andrew Kane, a f- former ASU alum, who also helps. Yep. Talk about how you're able to gain a little bit of something different from each of those coaches, whether it be mentally or physically or a combination. So I had the pleasure to. Well, I moved. I ended up moving here in July. Classes didn't start till mid-August, so I was here about a month before. Uh, most people who were coming from out of state. So like Russ and Blue are still here since they attended the previous year. But I got to uh have the pleasure to go practice for probably eight, nine hours with uh Michael Haugen, Russ, and then a couple other uh bowlers I believe were friends with Michael Haugen and uh we got a bowl forever and then afterwards uh Jordan, Russ Haugen and I, we all just sat and just talked about bowling and his experience or his experience and just a bunch of stories with him and Jordan uh, kind of going over how he shot spares and stuff for about two and a half, three hours. So we didn't get done until about three in the morning, but just being able to be there and just listen to what he had to say and knowing that not a whole lot of people will ever get this opportunity. It was just it was kind of great. And with uh, Andrew Kane, he actually, we had practice last night and he was there. Uh, and Jacob Butterf was there as well. So we have a lot of guys who currently are having tour success around the team, being able to give us their helpful tips, uh, what they do on, let's say, certain patterns, what they see out there. Just kind of good. Uh, also have a couple lefties for our lefties to be able to see the lanes how they do as well. So we got a good bunch of people around. And it definitely, I would say, doesn't hurt us it definitely benefits us in the long run to have them around well nick final question for me you know you're you said you're this is your rookie season bowling you're doing quite well for rookie of the year i mean don't have you lobbying here on the on the podcast for that but just talk about that and how you know just kind of sets the stage for that when you go and look at your standings and look what you're averaging and look how you're bowling and and look uh look you know just look at the stats i mean you have to consider yourself one of the favorites right now yeah, this year's been uh, pretty crazy in terms of what I expected. Obviously, I didn't expect to come out here and have just immediate success, but I first tournament in San Antonio. Uh, I threw a couple good games later in the day to finish third, uh, and, of course, uh, Chase had to go out there and strike out the 10th to beat me by a 10. So it's kind of been a rivalry between him and I, just trying to out-average each other. So him and I have been pushing each other really hard to go out there and try and weather just outscore each other, try and win team-wise, and then just we always are just trying to beat each other by at least a pin, just trying to go out there. So him and I push each other really hard, and he's the one I get reads off of, and I'm the one he gets reads off of as well. So then in Fresno, uh, the first tournament there, I ended up needing, I think, a double in the 10th to end up winning the all-tournament team. And just after doubling the 10th to get it, it's just kind of like, okay, I know I have what it takes to be out here. Because that's what I was a little worried about coming in. Is like, hey, these guys have more experience than I do. Uh, I might not have been at the top of my game or as or perfected my game as much as they have. So once I kind of doubled the tent to win my first one, is kind of what I knew. Okay, I have what it takes. It just kind of gave me confidence from there. And uh, since then, everything's been bowling really well in and out of college bowling. Um, 
ended up, I felt like I bowled very poor this weekend, but ended up coming out with one of the two days. Uh, however, Chase Ross did very well uh, on Saturday. I believe not only I should be in the rookie of the year talk, I believe Chase should also. Uh, him and I are, I believe, top two rookies in average, and he's putting on one heck of a show when he goes out and bowls. Yeah, he definitely has a huge strike ball as well, and it's, uh, you know, uh, it's crazy to watch. him perform in Vegas. Yeah, it's a lot of speed, a lot of revs, and uh, and those pins go flying. Hey, uh, just want to thank you again for your time on our podcast, uh, Nick, and, and definitely wish you the best of luck for you and your team the rest of the season. And uh, we'll keep an eye on you, and we'll look forward to having you on again, all right? Awesome. Thank you for having me.